There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. My wife's always around, just always like near. It's like I married a cat that I'm like, ah, oh, you just always on me. <laughs> if I do any, I mean, if I go to the bathroom, she's like, I'm going to paint the bathroom door while you're in there. I'm like, ah, you couldn't do it later? No, I had all the time to do it. I thought I'd wait till you went in. And that's when I was going to start. If I eat something she doesn't approve of, she just pops up, man. I mean, I'll try to sneak it. I could eat an Oreo cookie in the attic at 3 a.m. And I would bet my life a light would cut on. And she'd be like, what are you doing up here? And if I questioned it, it was like, what are you doing up here? She's like, I'm always up here. This is when I do my attic stuff. She put Life 360 on my phone. That's so they can track you even when they're not near you. It's, they don't, you might not even know you have it on your phone. They just, it's, it's worse than what the government's doing. I would rather the government track me than her. She just calls me, why are you at Krispy Kreme Donuts? I'm like, look, I'm not going to live like this, all right? If I want donuts, I'm not going to lock my phone in a gym locker and go pay cash for donuts. I've done it, but I'm not going to do it every time. That is funny. <laughs> Nate Bargatz, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. And uh, there we go. Took three hits, but I got it. <laughs> 741, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Why are we watching the Olympics? It turns out the reasons are different between men and women. And also, what are we Googling about the Olympics? That plus how to be a considerate bride. It is Thursday, the 29th of July, 2021. We're Jeff and Jen, and women love the Olympics. What I mean by that is it attracts women because of the stories. Yes. There's always some heart-wrenching. It's inspiring. Heart-tugging. Yes. Triumphant story behind it that just sucks women in. Yep. Like, guys will watch it for the competition because that's what sports is anyway, but. You know, there are some men with hearts. <laughs> they are out there. Hi. <laughs> I love watching it. I don't need all those stories, though. I told uh, you it was not a woke thing. See, I, you know, for me, I, I will get choked up watching because I love to see people living their dream. And succeeding. These, you know, I mean, they have worked so hard forever. And this is just 
all of their gut and their soul and yes. their heart and everything has gone into this and their dream is coming true and they are just god i want that for everybody you or, know so to see it happen is amazing or maybe maybe it's partially their dream and they've just been forced into it for and they're like well i gotta finish well that's this other countries but like, <laughs> like maybe they get they get the gold at the end and they cry and they're like embracing each other yeah. and it's like and they're like I'm done. I was telling (laughs) what you're talking about, Tim, though. I was just telling these two off the air. I was like, I am now in love with that male Russian gymnastics guy that just completely loses it every time he does amazing. I watched him win a couple nights ago. Yeah, and and he was on again last night and they did a whole whole story on him, Jeff, about how he came from this town. Right. And his life has changed and he's just sobbing and I'm like sobbing. And that to me is what exactly what about this these sports appeals to women is this this is what makes the, cry the olympics <laughs> sports for women in a sense is that why ralph loren does the walk-in outfits instead of like you know russell athletic wear yeah <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the jonas brothers and the song and everything else like it, it feels as if the olympics are really kind of aimed and targeted at women the most common reason guys watch according to this poll is well because they like you know they like watching the competition because it is sports sports is sports but they also feel that they're supporting their country or athletes by watching the olympics so that's why men watch it it's patriotic right that's why men watch the olympics number one answer from women is i just love watching the olympics i will say i feel like jen and i are the two in the room that are watching it the most yeah, four of it. I think. Yeah, I'm you two first. are way more into it than Tim yeah. and I are into it. I yeah. think. I catch it here and there. I watched a little yesterday during the day. I, I sort of faded into a nap and woke up to a different sport, and then I watched a little of the Olymp- uh, the gymnastics a couple nights ago. I, don't yeah. know, I, I do enjoy it, but I I don't know. I have it on every night because it comes on at seven. Um- Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I usually turn it on, like I lay Penelope down at like 8 and then I watch from like 8 until 9.30. Certain sports are more interesting than others to me. I also enjoy watching it on the weekend. Like the soccer was on over the weekend, the women's soccer, and that was fun to watch. I mean, and for me, it's like really obvious why you would become a swimmer or a gymnast. But then these really weird sports that you never, they're not weird. They're just unique. Different, yeah. You know, you did. Like, popular, how do you become. Popular. Right. Like, how do you, how do you get into that as a child like fencing where was this ex- yeah. how were you exposed to this and how did this become like the 17 year old girl from kentucky that won the fencing gold the female 
And you're like, what? Did you pick that up at the YMCA? Because I know they do that there. Fencing's a little bit sexy because it's the mystery. You don't know who's Mm -hmm. behind the mask. Maybe that's someone that you might be attracted to, but you're just like yelling stuff in French to each other, you know? Yeah. And really, there are opportunities, not just for young people, but like, remember the story of Gina Davis, how she got into archery and she almost qualified for the U.S. Olympic archery team? Yeah. Yeah. For some of us, it's not too late to do something. Right. I bet I, you know, if I worked really hard, I don't know, that curling does look kind of hard in the Winter Olympics. I bet, I bet that's very complicated. No, but I'll actually. bet there's a sport out there for you. There is that a sport out there, I'm put sure. Put your mind to it, you could, I could do it. pull that off. Because that is just, I mean, would there be anything better as an athlete than competing in the Olympics no. on the world stage? Well, and I was talking to Jeff earlier about imagine having your child. Like, your whole life you've been, because Rose Lavelle's parents were on Channel The time five, and the money and, and you the think, everything. Like, you know, at three years old when I was taking her to soccer practice and it was 115 degrees and everybody was sweating and she didn't want to do it, you know, and then all of a sudden now you're watching your baby daughter for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's just exciting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can definitely speak to Special Olympics swimming. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, Jacob does every, I think he does every Special Olympics sport that's that's offered. Hamilton County Special Olympics and just absolutely amazing. But it's the swim meets that are, are so freaking cool because it's run like any other swim meet. And so the heats just come one right after after mark. another after another. And once he realized there's a scoreboard up there, and as soon as he's done swimming, he can look up and see what his, his lane's time was <laughs> and the ranking of it. And then immediately following each and every heat, they do a medal ceremony, you know, and they each get to stand on a podium and they get to wear their medals and get their pictures Has taken. Has he ever won? Yes. He, oh, had, he was exciting. on a relay team. Yeah. And it's just, it's just super That's cool. Awesome. I know. I would love to go to like... The state level or something yeah. like you know, that and see it. Nationals. Yeah, that'd be awesome. By the way, Americans have been Googling a lot of stuff about the Olympics this week. And it's interesting, some of these questions, because I didn't know the answers to some of these. These are questions that I've also had, too, watching the Olympics. Five of the most common questions, according to Google Trends, why do divers shower after each dive? I thought it was to wash the chlorine off. get the chlorine off. off because it's just terrible for your skin. See, I thought it was because of muscles because sometimes they get into the hot tub. You're right. You know, because I was like, why are they getting in a hot tub? It's got to be cold in that pool, right? Well, actually, you're half right. The pool is cold. It can make you cramp up. The shower is to prevent injuries. So it's not hot, but it's, it is a warm shower or in some cases, as you've seen, they will sit in a hot tub between the dives for that very reason. Hmm. Yeah, who knew? Fritch did, apparently. Well, because I'm watching it all of the time. Well, and the bikini bottoms <laughs> those men are wearing out there, there is nothing. I mean, Tiny. it's barely there. Yeah. I saw a little butt crack last night. You did? The I top did. butt crack? Yes. Wow. It just, it just slips. All it now, takes is a minuscule slip. Now, why those... Tiny little bikinis, as opposed to those unitards that, they, that the the swimmers that wear. The guys on the other. What's I don't understand. I don't understand any of the uniforms because now the women swimmers are wearing the unitards, right? With mm-hmm. the but the, the gymnasts, right? But now the gymnasts are still wearing the. I don't. And I don't the volleyball, get it. The women's bo- volleyball players are wearing next to nothing. Went to the. They're kind of like they, those. Look to me like boxer briefs. Yeah. But before, the ones that were permitted to wear it. Yeah. yeah, before they didn't wear hardly anything. It was literally like a bandana across the boobs mm-hmm. and like barely anything on the bottom. 
That was, you know, three years ago, four like, years ago, I, whatever, five. I don't know. Tim, would you feel comfortable wearing a little bikini like that? You know, on national television in public, I, I swam in the swim team for like Tim would, of course, fifteen years. <laughs> so like, I wore a speedo through all variations I'm, of Tim's body and puberty, and it shows <laughs> everything, right? Sure does. Look what Daddy gave me. Yeah, yeah. Remember, but when you know when you gotta look at them, and all of a sudden you're like, oh god. And you never felt uncomfortable. Huh? Sure did. But probably less so when you were in great shape. Because, I mean, look at these athletes. I mean, there's not an ounce of fat on there. They look. They don't even have boobs. Yeah. I mean, they're ripped. Yeah. So the main question was, why do people watch the Olympics? I think uh, I watched to see some hotties. And I watched to see some athleticism and some competition. And I also then take away the fact that I really need to go to Orange Theory more. (laughs) And I need to cut out some of those those bad fats. Because, (laughs) Just watch. The move. Well, you wore those bikini the speedos, yeah, speedos because they were regulation, right? You had yeah, to. Yeah, you didn't have to, but it does take seconds off. Like if you're wearing a big that's bag, what I was going to ask. You're a, it really if does. You're wearing a big baggy suit. It does. It makes create, you slower, it right? Creates drag. Yeah. Yeah. Now I never shaved my legs or anything like that, but other they all other do. other all those guys do. Yeah. Yeah. So my teammates did who well, were way more like, into it than I was. But it makes a difference because like even that guy that from the United States won by like point zero zero eight or something like that in head of the Italian guy for the eight hundred meter, that Finky guy or whatever. Yeah. But it's just incredible like what will slow you down mm-hmm. by point zero zero eight or whatever. It makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, here's another question. We're talking about the five most common questions according to Google Trends about the Olympics. Why does one volleyball player have a different colored jersey? Here's the answer. The only player who can sub in and replace another player in the back row. They're usually better at defense, so things like passing the ball and receiving serves is the reason. All right. Why is Russia called ROC? They got in trouble for doping, so they are not officially competing as a country they're competing as individuals. Individual. That's yep. really cool that they're able to do that, that they weren't completely screwed out of mm-hmm. the Olympics. Yeah, because Russia got banned for doping, all of their athletes are competing under the name Russian Olympic Committee. Uh, here's another one. Why isn't LeBron James in the Olympics? He had some injuries this year, so he decided to opt out. And uh, the fifth most common question, according to Google Trends about the Olympics, how deep is an Olympic pool and how deep is a diving pool? The swimming pools in Tokyo are almost 10 feet deep. Hmm. Diving pools are 10 to 16 feet deep. They look really deep when they're showing them under the water. I think and they yeah. have to be. I mean, their is whole that for, body goes down. Is the whole reason, though, for just the regular swimmers to be in 10 feet of water, because that seems excessive, is the main reason just so they have room to put cameras under there and oh. get Probably, good camera man. angles? You got to dive, and I'm sure there's insurance regulations if you're diving in. Yeah. Yeah, the diving pools are 10 to 16 feet, depending on the event, but the high dive uses the deepest part for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy to watch, too. That the synchronized diving oh. that was on last yes. night. Yeah. My. That's God. another one, Jen, where you're like, how do you even know you know how to do that? Or, yeah. or do you just start diving and then you're like, hey, Tim, you want to team up for the synchronized dive? Or the divers that do the platform and they stand on their hands. Yeah. Oh, God. In position. Oh. Don't they do it all seconds on seconds and then <laughs> and then go? Don't they do it all on dry land before they do it on the water? Don't they strap themselves into some sort of apparatus Harness. that yeah. 
you know, they could practice falling off of things. Chris, Chris <laughs> dove for a while <laughs> at Moeller, and he practiced with uh, trampolines and, and all that straps stuff, and yeah. things. I always feel bad for the synchronized divers because if one of them is off just a little bit, you could tell who screwed up by yeah. the guilty look on their face oh, yeah. when it's oh, all Oh, and they get pointed out by the commentators. Right? <laughs> oh, he just yeah. ruined it for that pair. And slow-mo, yeah. too. They yeah. show it over and over again. That right. just knocked them out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. God, so much pressure. By the way, in other news that didn't make the news this morning, you can pretty much go anywhere in a trailer. But you might want to avoid this spot. A guy in Louisiana is opening a trailer park for swingers. Break out the pineapples. I know. We've had a lot of swinger stories here lately. A lot of swinger stories. Is this swinger season? I mean, are more people swinging in the summer? It's been hot around here. I'll tell you what. I will tell you that was the most. People are wound up. (laughs) That was the most talked about story on this show from yesterday. No joke. The pineapples? Um, Yes. On our Facebook page, we got tons of messages. There were people out shopping at Kroger for produce and took pictures of the pineapple, two different people, (laughs) and sent it to us and was like, thought about you guys. That's funny. Well, uh, this came in from a CBS affiliate in Lafayette, Louisiana. A guy in Louisiana is opening a trailer park for swingers with a motto, bring your house and share your spouse. (laughs) (laughs) I love a catch. I love a catchy catchphrase like that. Yeah. I think that's great. I swear we saw an Italian restaurant. We drove by. We didn't eat there, but we drove by an Italian restaurant in Boston that said, if you think it's good today, you'll love it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And you know, how leftovers. Some, yeah. And yeah, it made me think if we'd go to Prima Vista, we'd order um, we'd order the angel hair pasta, get a couple of sausages, some marinara sauce on there. I'd order two to take home. Take one home, have the yeah. next day, because it just it was better the next day. Right. Don't they do that? Olive Garden does that. And you know, where where do we have our Christmas parties? Magianos. Yes, don't they do it? I think that's an offer on the menu. Take one home. To take, yeah, I mean, I right so, when yeah. you order. Oh, yeah. Take one home. One for, it's even yeah. better the next day. Anyway, the name of this swingers park is the T-Boys Swingers Trailer Park. And for now, it's just an empty plot of land 80 miles west of Baton Rouge. But the guy running it plans to add a nude pool, a nude yoga studio, nice, a poker hall for strip poker, and a key party cabana. I don't know how I feel about naked yoga, though. Ew. They're, you know, down dog naked. I don't think I want to be standing <laughs> in the back of the room for that you one. You want at least a layer of protection There's just between a little, you and the person some, in front of you. Like topless yoga, okay, but Bottomless I don't know. Bottomless yoga is a no. A, well, and you better bring your own mat, too, you know? Towel. Yeah. Yoga is holding in a fart for an hour, and when you don't have pants on, that's a whole other part it of it. It is a whole other story, risky. isn't it? There's a sign out front that says you have to send a picture of your spouse to get approved, which he claims <laughs> he claims that's a joke, but I know he's absolutely serious. He kind of means it. But people from all over the country have already been sending pictures, and it is set to open in May. It's David O'Coin, and he did a whole interview about it on the local CBS affiliate there in Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> Got to take a break here. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.